I'm Quentin Carlin, and welcome to the Self-Develop Life Podcast, the ultimate personal and professional development coaching, consulting, and counseling show where I interview industry experts to help you upgrade and optimize your limitless health, wealth, and lifestyle. Here we dive into a variety of topics such as fitness, finances, faith, family, relationships, dating, divorce, biohacking, business, investing, mindset, meditation, minimalism, religion, spirituality, and success secrets, and many other life hacking tips, techniques, and tools to help educate, inspire, and empower you to live your most self-developed life possible. So if you're interested in any of those topics, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and YouTube channel where all these episodes are also filmed and uploaded. Before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to the show sponsors and give you access to some limited time, really awesome bonus announcements to upgrade your fitness and finances. You can access all these tools and other resources. I'll continually add an update on the show website at www.selfdeveloplife.com along with my other social media accounts. So you can reach out and follow me. I'd love to connect with you. So go ahead and do that. Announcement number one, the world-famous 30-day no-alcohol challenge is now an official SDL show sponsor, which is amazing because this massive online community-driven program has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, CNN, that my friend James Swanwick, who is an ex-ESPN sports announcer, created. Look, I took this challenge two years ago, 2017 in January. And I committed that I would stop drinking for 30 days. And I felt so good and was so productive that I kept it going. And it's been two years. I'm not saying that I haven't had a drink in those two years, but I've been 100% sober and hangover free. And it's been amazing. So if you're looking to cut back on your drinking and save money on those expensive bar tabs and have your liver and wallet thank you, go to www.30daynoalcoholchallenge.com forward slash Quinton, or simply click the link below in the show notes. And when you enroll, DM me a screenshot on either my Instagram or Facebook account. And I'm going to give you an extra bonus where I'm going to be your sponsor and mentor for that month. That's right. I'm offering a free one-on-one coaching with you to help support you as you take this life-changing program, because basically I want as many people as possible to benefit from it. Um, So use my special link below and begin your 30-day sobriety detox cleanse now. I'd be honored to support you. For more information on that, go back and listen to episode 32, 33, and 34 to hear James's incredible story and the thousands of other people who have already taken this 30-day no-alcohol challenge and can create your supportive environment to keep you accountable and help you navigate how to date and be social and go out and not drink. It's amazing. So that's announcement number one. Announcement number two, now that you have all this free time that you're sober for the next month, uh, maybe the first time in months or decades you've ever done that, what are you now going to do with all of your newfound spare time? Well, how about do something productive, like start a side hustle online business? And it's never been easier since I've been involved in the e-commerce space since 2007 and have seen countless business models and systems. I got to say, I've never seen one that's gotten the incredible results that one website template has. That is ClickFunnels. Guys, it's massive. 
If you want to convert your traffic into paying customers, go get your number uh, $1 account trial set up in the link below or on selfdeveloplife.com. And go ahead and check out episode 39 for an overview on how thousands of people just like you are using this easy to use software to sell anything to anyone online. All right. And lastly, announcement number three, I have a 90 day health and wealth coaching challenge for you. I've used the same e-commerce system that I mentioned previously to start a business selling the number one selling CBD essential oil in the industry that is actually farmed out of the US. So if you suffer from any anxiety, depression, joint pain, insomnia, or even cancer or any other serious ailments, this natural medical breakthrough alternative is exactly what you need. And as a listener, I can even hook you up with a free sample bottle by doing these two things in this limited time giveaway. Number one, go leave a five-star review and comment ranking on iTunes right now about just saying what you enjoy about this podcast. Is it the guests? Is it the inspiration you get? Anything. Just leave a simple, short comment and screenshot that and DM me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, and I will choose a random winner each month. Number two, go ahead and take the 90-day CBD challenge free tour that is in the show notes below or on the selfdeveloplife.com site. And also listen to episode number 33, 36, and, or sorry, 35, 36, and 37, where I have doctors and specialists sharing info that will blow your mind about the health benefits of this. Look, like this is an amazing opportunity, both health-wise and this might be something that you want to be start promoting on your side business. Because uh, this is not the gold rush, it's the green rush of the booming CBD legalized hemp industry. And no, you don't get high off this. This is medicinal. It's not recreational. And as I said, I don't drink and I don't do drugs. I just see this as an incredibly rare opportunity for you to get on to the ground floor of this brand new market. It's kind of like finding out about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency early, just like I did when I found Ethereum that was like $14 and it peaked at $1,500. It was amazing. So speaking of that, um, I also have a Bitcoin and crypto course that you can go and download now. It's everything that I've learned, resources, safety, storage, everything you need to know if you want to get involved investing in the crypto industry. And that is along with my new book coming out called Money Hacks. It's a video course and ebook that talks about 25 different ways for you to make more money and save more money. This is what they should be teaching people in school, but unfortunately they don't. So I'm teaching you this here on my site. So to wrap this up, if any of these announcements and resources sound interesting and appealing to you and you want some more info, feel free to book a free one-on-one 45-minute coaching and consulting call with me where we can talk about anything and everything you want. And this is just a way for me to kind of give back and get to know my listeners. Like I love so much. I'm so uh, grateful and humble that you're sharing and supporting this show. Um, So I want to give back. So I've got my calendar schedule uh, below. Book a time and I'll give you a call. And that's that. 
So thanks again for sharing the show. If you haven't shared it with a friend, just go ahead and copy this link and send it out to a couple people or take a screenshot of it and post it on your Instagram. I'm really trying to get more listeners here and promote what we're doing and all the amazing guests that we have on. And speaking of amazing guests, we've got an incredible lineup of shows coming down. So make sure you keep tuning in. So that is it for the business and pleasure is now out of the way. So let's start with today's conversation. All right, so we are live rolling here. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a while. It's been a very, very busy last week. I've been in Bali, Indonesia here for exactly about seven or eight days and coming to you live from my home for the month. I'm staying here for a month at this amazing villa called Oka's in Chenggu. I'm, I've got two cameras here just because the Wi-Fi isn't really the best. So. If I've got my laptop here and my iPhone there. So if you see me looking back and forth, that's why. Uh, so yeah, it's been amazing. And I just got a uh, notification from Facebook today that I've been living in Asia for eight years, which is insane because I remember when I was planning to come here, I literally had like a backpack. I just posted a picture of this to kind of promote this uh, episode and video I was going to be doing of the update that Facebook gave me how it was like eight years ago today you you know did this and I was like flying to China and to Beijing during Chinese New Year and that's why I remember it was this weekend because it's Chinese New Year I was flying into Beijing and my plan originally was to be here for about six months and that was eight years ago so that is absolutely incredible it just shows you how time flies and plans change so you can take a look at that picture I just posted and uh, I had a shaved head back then and I actually just shaved my head pretty much like the other day here because it's just so hot and uh, being in the water all the time is super convenient. So full circle, <laughs> I guess. But I wanted to break down kind of the pros and cons in this episode about what it's like living in Asia and talk about like the different places I've gone to and if you're interested in traveling over here, there's just so many incredible options, you know, like I remember my first trip, so I flew into Beijing and it was, like I said, it was during Chinese New Year and it was just like insane because all the people were traveling and the airport was insane and I was just like, wow, this is a very, very different, very different scene from uh, Vancouver, which is kind of funny because Vancouver, they call it Hongkouver because it's such a high, like 50% Asian population almost there. Um, but yeah, being in China and then from there I went to Seoul and I remember going downtown Seoul for the first time and I was just like blown away by all the people and like the subway system and just everything was just so insane and fast paced, you know, it just like boom, boom, boom. And I give this analogy a lot when I'm talking to people, they ask, well, what's the difference between Canada and, uh, and Asia? And I say, well, if you look at Canada on a map, it's like this, right? It's massive. It's like the second biggest country landmass wise in the world, I think. And then I explain, I'm like, Canada has about 30 million people, 35 million people, give or take. And then I look at a country that has about 55 million people. But if you look on a map, Canada's here and Korea is literally like the size of a half of Vancouver Island. So if you look at Vancouver Island on a map, it takes up like half of that landmass but it's got double the population so that's like taking all the people in Canada 
doubling them and then moving them all half of Vancouver Island. And that kind of gives you an, an idea of how compact and, and how densely populated, you know, these cities like Hong Kong, you know, Hong Kong's another great example. Like I remember the first time I went to Hong Kong and uh, it was crazy because I flew there literally like the same day. I think I booked the ticket in the morning or I booked it that night and then I flew there the next day. So I had like no plans. And I remember like the uh, area that I stayed in, there was this one huge building called Loing, uh, Chim Cow Mansion or something. It's like a really famous place in Hong Kong. And the this whole building had like 8,000 residents in it, like 8,000 and it just took up blocks. And I've never seen anything like that. So like the biggest thing, like culture wise, is definitely like not the land that you have to just kind of like roam free. Everything is just compact. But that's why I love coming to places here like Bali. You know, like this is my third trip to Bali and you can just be living here in this amazing, amazing tropical paradise. And you do have space here because it's not as like if you go to a city like Jakarta or something, yeah, it's 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 intense. But you come to an island and you just have so much room to just kind of decompress. And that's why I, I have to get out of these big cities and just come to places like this to kind of chill out for, you know, my own, I guess, mental health and everything. But I kind of wanted to kind of break down some travel tips for people that wanted to kind of go and explore some of these places. So like I said, the first trip that I did from Seoul when I was living there um, was, uh, was going from Seoul and then I went to Tokyo. And Tokyo is like, if you haven't been to Tokyo, man, you, you got to go. It's just, it's, it's, it's like Disneyland for adults. There's, it's, it's just like the technology, the, the culture, the fashion, the style, the people, the food. It's just like Tokyo, as far as big cities, is probably my favorite city. Um, it's funny because I'm actually not a fan of New York. Like I've been to New York a few times. Um, but, but Tokyo is just like a whole different vibe. Like it's just, it's just a happening, really safe. People are incredibly friendly. Anybody who wants to come to Asia, I say that Tokyo should be like up there on your top, like one or two, like as far as just like a really, really awesome trip. And you can do it for a few days or you can be there for months and you could never ever like see everything and do it all. So I would say Tokyo, as far as cities is like, you can't beat it. You know, Hong Kong is cool and I really like Hong Kong a lot because the English, so if you're like traveling and you're kind of like first time abroad, Hong Kong is easy because everyone speaks English there. Same with Taiwan. Like if you want a simple, uh, simple trip, I would say hit, hit like Taiwan or Hong Kong. It's not as big as a, of a culture shock, but if you go into a place like Tokyo, you're just like, I highly recommend watching a movie called Lost in Translation. I see my buddy Brian Swan on here. What's up, man? We were talking about this the other night, Lost in Translation. Surprised Jabril never seen that, uh, considering all the traveling he does. So I'm just looking at some of the comments here for those of you listening on the audio. But uh, but yeah, I mean, if you want the, the extreme culture shock, I would say Tokyo, fly into Narita, and then you're just blown away. You'll just be like walking around like this, looking up at everything the whole time, and the people are super friendly. But like I said, English is the, is the main thing there. And same with Seoul. If you go into Seoul, English is, is an issue. But places like Hong Kong, Taiwan, you can go there. People speak perfect English. All the signs are in English. It's super easy to navigate, you know, ordering food, all that stuff. Like literally there's places I go that I need like a menu. That's one problem is like you go to Japan, like if, you, if the menu doesn't have pictures, 
or mostly doesn't have English. If there's no pictures, you don't know what you're ordering. It's kind of like Russian roulette. So that's always interesting. Um, another place, as far as cost of living, a lot of people always ask about cost of living. You know, like Tokyo is definitely on the higher, higher end, like probably the highest in, in Asia. Uh, just, just everything just adds up there. But if you're looking for like a cheap, cheap trip, I would say you've got three options, like the top three options for like budget traveling, but like just having a great time. I would say Thailand, you know, Thailand is, it's, it's so cheap. It's unbelievable. I would say Thailand, you can't miss. Vietnam is also really cool. And there's a couple of places in Vietnam I'll talk about it in a minute. And I would say Bali, but I would say out of those three options, for me personally, Bali is by far the best. Like I'm, I'm staying in this place right here, brand new hotel. It just opened, like incredible villa, and it's about twenty dollars a night. Twenty dollars for a killer nice room, really clean, and as you can see, awesome pool. The beach is just like a couple minutes away down the street, and this in this kind of style in Tokyo, accommodation like this would be at least a couple hundred bucks a night, like easy, easy. So 20 bucks compared to a couple hundred, that, that's a big deal. Uh, as far as these options, I would also mention a place in Vietnam that's really cool. If you're into like really traditional, um, historical, uh, really undeveloped, but, but really kind of traditional villages there's a place in in vietnam called hoi an hoi an is really close to da nang so you would fly into da nang and da nang is like a really modern uh up-and-coming city you know most people think of like saigon or hoi an or uh, hanoi in vietnam i actually haven't been to either of those but da nang and hoi an these are two of my favorite spots i've been and very very reasonably priced beautiful beaches in da nang and Hoi An is what I was saying is just like this really, really cool, like historic, authentic Vietnamese uh, city. It's not a city even, it's like a town. So that's where I would recommend for Vietnam. Um, where else? If you're looking for like cost of living, Korea's pretty cheap. Like when I tell people where I live on the beach and how much it is, like it's it, the thing though with with rent in Tokyo and Korea, they have something called key money. And what key money is is where you put down a large deposit. Could be 5 grand, it could be 100 grand. It's kind of like putting a down payment for that uh, location. But what happens is when you put down that money, it reduces your rent. So, for example, if you like, if you put down even thirty thousand dollars, I have friends that put down thirty grand. They don't pay rent at all. Like they could live there for one, two, five, ten years, never pay rent, and then when they move out, they get that rent money back. And same in Japan, they have this. It's called key money. In Japan is a lot more expensive to put down. But in Korea, you know, for example, I put down. I Wanted to put down more money, but my my landlord only wanted a little bit so that they can get the higher, like more monthly rent. So, a common situation in Korea is you put down about five or ten thousand dollars, and then your monthly rent would probably be between anywhere from like 
400 to maybe $700 a month, which is crazy because when I was back in Vancouver this summer, I couldn't find anything downtown for under 20,000, uh, no, not $20,000, under two grand, $2,000 a month for downtown Vancouver. It's like impossible to find. So when you compare the lifestyle differences, and that's what I was talking with a bunch of guys that, with the other night when I was out that have been living here in Bali, like here in Bali, it's even crazier cheap. Like you can rent a villa and, and a room. Like I've got a number of friends here that are paying about $400 a month, like $400 a month, $500 a month for like a sick place with a pool with a in the place. Some of them have cooks that come and do, do meal prep. So I think that the best expat lifestyle from everything I've seen and heard, like if you're someone that wants to come and live somewhere, that's like, you don't really have the big modern city, but you, you have everything you need on an island. You can't be Bali. Like I'm, I'm really, really looking at potentially like if I leave Busan and Korea, like Bali is where I'm coming for sure. Like it's just healthy living. That's the other thing too, because when I first got to Asia, like eight years ago, it's crazy. I can't even believe it's that long. But eight years ago, I would love to just go out. Like nightlife was like really important, you know. Like how how is the nightlife scene? And that's why I love places like Japan, Korea, Shanghai, Hong Kong, because they have like the sickest nightlife in the world. Like you know, if you want to talk about nightlife, it's insane. Like there's clubs in these places that have lineups at like four in the morning, people paying like 40, 50 bucks to go into these clubs at like 4 a.m. and the clubs go to like 6, 7 a.m. and they're packed. Like it's, I've never seen anything like it. And that's a big reason why, actually two years ago, like I was just like, all right, I'm done with this. And um, I, I, you know, I still go out and go out and socialize, but I'm not like drinking and stuff. Like I'll have a beer or two now and then. But now my priority has shifted from like the, the nightlife focus to more of like the health and like really um enjoying nature i guess like not wanting to be in these big concrete jungle cities and stuff and just like really being more tuned into healthier options like surfing those of you who don't know like i just absolutely love surfing i've been surfing here eight days in a row i've been up every single day for eight days in a row in the water getting waves it's like my dream paradise here so it depends what you're into. If you're looking for like a big nightlife happening place, Bali has that too. You know, like I've been out to like four in the morning, like a few times here at just different events and you, you, can, you can do whatever you want here. But whereas places like Shanghai, Tokyo, Hong Kong, they don't really have places like this that are like nature. I mean, in Hong Kong, they have beaches, but it's like outside of the city, Japan, there's no beaches around Osaka or uh, or Tokyo. So, like, when I look at where I want to live, that's why I love Busan, actually, because Busan has a city and really nice beaches. And that's hard to find, you know? Like, the only other places like that are, like, Vancouver and Sydney, you know, that, that are really nice cities, but also have, like, amazing beach and nature and healthy lifestyles. So that's kind of my two cents here. It's about 15 minutes, and I kind of like to keep these short. But just wanted to pop on here and say it's been eight years. It's crazy. I can't even believe how fast 
time flies and how much stuff I've done. But looking back on these eight years, I'm just like, wow, like it's just been a trip and a half because there's been so many other. The cool thing about being based in Asia too is just that it's so easy to bounce around to other places, you know, like in, in Canada, it's like I said, it's so big in America to go from one coast to the other. It's basically like going from Asia to Canada, you know, like that, that distance is it, it's a long trip. And the thing is, is that here you can just bounce around to all these places. So if you're like somebody who works online or wants to kind of work remotely, being based in Asia, it's like, it's such a good lifestyle and such a good option because you've got so many options. You can just hit it up and be in a different place basically every weekend if you wanted to for very reasonable prices. And that's the thing, like traveling here is a lot cheaper flight wise than, uh, and back, back in North America. So that's my two cents. The food's amazing. I was out last night. I had like a fish steak for like $8 at like a nice restaurant. Like it's, I still can't get over the prices. And the biggest thing too, like the pros and cons, you know, when I was back in, in Canada this past summer, you kind of forget about things like tipping and taxes here. There's no tax, there's no tipping. So when you go out for a meal, if it says $10, it's $10. Not that like tipping a few bucks is a big deal, but it kind of adds up. And I noticed that a lot of my friends and, and definitely like family and stuff, like they don't really eat out that much um, just because A, it costs a lot more like, you know, to, to eat out and B, the actual, I, I would say it's a healthier options here. Like when I think about the food industry back home it, it's quite heavy uh it, it's greasy and it's not it's just not as healthy whereas here it's just it's just so the, like the meals i've been having here a lot of it is organic which if you know anything about grocery shopping or shopping at home if you go out to an organic restaurant it's like costing you an arm and a leg back home but here it's just how things are gone because it's just like farmed right probably behind my you know, like living longer here, aging better. You don't really see the uh, the natural causes of health degeneration in, in places like this where, where you do back home a lot. So, I mean, looking back eight years, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be staying here, but it's definitely served its purpose. And I'm super grateful and happy to have made that decision. And hopefully hearing this, it might inspire some of you to maybe take a look and say, hey, well, I've always wanted to go here. Let's book a ticket, pack a bag, and go, because that's exactly what I did. You never know where things will uh, lead you and where you round up. So that is that. Cheers to eight years. And if anybody has any comments about anything that I've kind of mentioned here below, hit me up. Happy to help. That kind of wraps up this episode. And the other thing, I just saw a couple comments here I want to get to. Well, I'll just reply in the comments here because I'm doing the audio, but uh, yeah, that's it. I've got a couple of really good podcast episodes I've recorded here. The only thing, though, that I'll say, like when you do come to places like Thailand or, or Bali and stuff, you, you're kind of relied upon not really the best infrastructure as far as technology and, and Wi-Fi. So like, you, if you are traveling for work, you want to make sure that you are plugged in to have a good uh, a good network connection because that's important. But the cool thing is that there's so many expats living here and, and all these other places I mentioned that they, they do have a lot of co-workers 
spaces. Like for example, in Bali, they have a place called the uh, the Dojo, which I'm going to be going there actually this evening. And you can fall, you can make it work. You know, there's definitely ways around it. So that's that, guys. I'm gonna head off and get some waves now. It's about noon. Enjoy your day or evening wherever you are. And thanks for tuning in. And see you on the next one.